0: Ephesians 4 talks about the Lord Jesus giving gifts to the church. He gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I'm here thankful for the gifts that the Lord gives his church. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. And all of us have a part in seeing the body of Christ edified. Can we say catalyst? Catalyst for change. Catalyst for encouragement. Catalyst for spiritual growth. Worship is a, is a catalyst in our life. Reading the Word is a catalyst in our life. Hearing the Word is a catalyst in our life. And another catalyst in our life is hearing words of prophecy, words of knowledge, and words of wisdom. And a brother gifted in that area is a a traveling minister, Tom Stammen, who raises funds for orphans and needy people around the world. And in the process, he is a catalyst of encouragement for people everywhere he goes. And there's people here in this church doing things that they may not be doing if someone wasn't a catalyst in their life. And Tom is one of those catalysts in many of our lives. So Can we just show our appreciation to Tom Stammen all the way from Minnesota?
1: Amen. God is good. And all the time. And the devil's bad. And all the time. And he is bad the bone. Amen. Quien vive? Okay, one person got it. Just want to check. Okay. So good to be here. Um, I love the song Our God Reigns, and he's been doing that every day here, huh? This in Seattle last week is drier than Texas. How often does that happen? Amen. Turn your Bible to Genesis, please. Genesis chapter 25. Genesis 25. How many parents here have children? How many have an IQ? Okay. Anyway, Genesis chapter 25. I want to talk about one of the families in the Bible that was um, very influential in history. Genesis chapter 25, looking at verse... Number 21, Isaac, see verse 22, sorry, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. And the Lord answered his prayer. His wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. Sorry, verse 22. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, why is this happening to me? Father God, teach us lessons about life right here in Genesis. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many of you have ever had a conflict in your family? Raise your hand. It's amazing how close to the edge of the bed you can sleep when you're mad at your spouse. Don't touch me, Satan. One lady came to church. I said, ma'am, you got your ring on the wrong finger. She said, I know. I married the wrong guy. (laughs) Perfect marriage, deaf husband, blind wife. But anyways, I'm going to talk about this family. And then encourage you to take out a piece of paper and pen to take notes. Take out a cell phone, iPad, Kindle neighbor's shirt. Write these things down. Or underline in your Bible. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife. One of the most difficult things in marriage is for a man to pray with his wife. (laughs) Hello. Guys will do a lot of things, back massages, work three jobs, watch the Dallas Cowboys together. I mean, it's amazing what guys will do for their wives, but get a man to pray with his wife? So my wife and I try to do that every day, but I want to be honest with you. She's the one that usually brings it up. Did we pray together? Oh, yeah, duh. You need to pray with your wife. You want to have a good family? You got to pray. Things don't automatically happen. If you leave kids go on their own, they don't turn out to be very good kids. We know that. We have an orphanage. We know what happened when kids lived on their own. They come into a structured facility, a structured place. A lot of them don't like it. And they'd rather live on the streets and die that have structure, because they've never had structure before they came to the orphanage. It's essential that your foundation of your relationship and your family is praying together. Say amen. It might only be five minutes, but you need to do that. Can you take the time to do that? See, God is under no obligation to help you if you don't ask him. Let me share this with you. There are some promises in Scripture that say if two or three agree touching anything, it shall be done. There are some promises that will not happen if you pray by yourself. I can't hear you. So many Christians have the, it's me and Jesus. When you have problems, where do you go to? I go to Jesus. Who else? Nobody. That's not the way it's supposed to be. God gave us the body of Christ. We need each other. When I go through problems, I tell everybody, hoping somebody will pray out there. I'm not ashamed about problems. I'm not ashamed to say we go through hard times. The bigger the target the bigger the problem. Hello? And you need people to pray with you. And if you can't even pray with your spouse, how can you pray for anybody else? So I want I you to pray today this, this prayer. Say this again. Say, Jesus, I make a covenant with you to pray for my family. And if you're married, to pray with my spouse every day. In Jesus' name. Can you do that? And watch what God does. Some of the amazing things we've seen in our ministry. Unbelievable things because we prayed together and God answers those prayers. Make it a priority to pray with your wife. How many guys can say amen? Amen and amen. Point number two is this. Because she was childless. And point number two is this. You need to pray for your children. How many have awesome children say amen? Before I had children, I prayed this. I said, Lord. If my kids aren't going to serve you, I don't want kids. I don't want to bring forth any child on this planet or them to even have children that are going to go to hell. How can heaven be heaven if your kids aren't there? You have an obligation, say obligation, to pray for your children and grandchildren. See, I already know that. I know you do. But do you do it? See, many times in Christianity, people like philosophy and good ideas. And theory. You know what? I want action. A lot less talk and a lot more action. That could be a song. I I am I'm a pragmatist. I love Proverbs. I like what works. Praying for your children. How many here believe in Psalm one twelve, verses one to three, if you'll praise the Lord, your riches and wealth will be in your house and your children will be mighty in the land? How many can say amen? I mean you talk to Pastor and vet, and you talk to them about their children, they're doing Great things. It's exciting when your kids serve Jesus. How many can say amen? If you want, Google Jesus Lunch and find out about the lawyer who was fighting against the city council and fighting against um, the, the school, allowing people to preach Jesus in a city park to students in school. That story made Fox News. It was on CBN, Christianity Today. It was on the Chicago Tribune, the Minneapolis Tribune. It was on WND, which is another um, um, news station. And that lawyer was my son, and he stood up for First Amendment rights. He stood up for freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Amen. I mean, he got famous in three days. But, you know, he was raised in an environment, let's serve God. Let's give it all we can. Amen. Before he was born, I was praying for him. Now, some of you go, well, I don't have biological children. You know what? Write this down. You can have spiritual children. Amen. Don't go a year without leading somebody to Jesus. Don't go a month without inviting somebody to church. One of the things that God put in my heart is this. God wants his church to grow. Say amen. He wants his church in a building program. Why? More people to find Jesus. If everybody would bring one, we'd have a problem. Houston. Granbury. God would pack out this place. but God wants us to have children. One of the great joys in life is to see your children serving Jesus. Amen. One of my oldest children we have in the orphanage, his name is Edward. He's taller than me now. He said, Dad, he says, I want to be like you when I grow up. I went, well, that's, that's cool. He said, I want to be an engineer. Well, I'm not an engineer. He said, but my goal is to help kids. <clears throat> I want to be like you. He said, and will you build me a house over there? Reminds the big, fat Greek wedding. Absolutely. You come back, work for us. You can have a house right over there. Go ahead and design it right now. I was excited to see the next generation loving Jesus. Isn't that what it's all about? It's discipling people. It's to see your kids serving Jesus. I mean, I know your grandkids. I see them once a year. They're awesome grandkids. They love Jesus. Amen. They're on fire for Jesus. That little one you have, she's like, what, two or three? She sings like an angel. She sings like an angel already at two or three years old. How many believe your children have destiny? Say amen. It is essential you speak life into your children. How many times have you heard parents say, my little brat, my my rebellious kid? They become what you say. Some of us, or some of you, need to redo and re-say what you said in a heated moment. And speak life into your children. How many can say amen? My granddaughter was born. My daughter called me up and says, Dad, all the nurses agree. Alexa is the smartest baby in the nursery at one day old. Now, I'm not sure the psychological ways to figure out who's the smartest at one day. But she was. Second grade, she skipped two grades, went to fourth grade. She's smart. She's brilliant. She reads 35 books a week. I mean, she, she she scores in high 90s in sixth grade reading level at second grade. Amazing kid. I don't know where the I don't know where the genetics came from. Okay, really smart. She wants to be a surgeon. I call her Doctor Alexa. Doctor Alexa, how's it going? Good, Grandpa. I'm studying hard. Good. Second granddaughter, age five, memorized all the presidents, first and last names in order, at five years old. I can't even do that. So, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a doctor too? She said, no, Grandpa, I want to be a mommy. Okay, well, you'll be a mommy someday, but not now. you got 30 years to go. Amen. <laughs> now she's seven. She's mature. She's growing up. She says, I want to be a physical therapist. I can't even say that word heartily. When I was in fourth grade, I got an F in English. The teacher taught on synonyms. I said, it's my favorite cereal, Toast Crunch. My wife's a doctor, and I'm a dir. Thank you. Uh, This is kind of country background a little bit here. How many of you have ever heard of Roy Rogers? Roy Rogers? Anybody like Roy Rogers growing up? And uh, Roy Rogers actually got arrested in high school. He took a gun to school. He took a class called trigonometry. He didn't calculate it right. I know. I had a math book when I was a kid. I got rid of it. It had way too many problems. Seriously, way, way too many problems. Okay. All right. God has word. Uh, I want to pray for... Uh, the man there in the coolest boots, man. That's the coolest boots I've seen in the church. Stand up, Miramano. Uh, yeah, you. He doesn't probably speak Spanish. But um, would you all stretch forth your hands and pray for him? See what Jesus has to say? Amen and amen. I believe this, that God is raising up new leaders, not to replace the older leaders, to rise up and reach young people of different ethnic groups and different backgrounds, and different economic statuses. I pray, Father God, let him be a godly, holy man. God, he's got awesome young guys in the family. I've met them. Great kids serving you. God, he's got the the characteristics of a man who sold out to Jesus. Amen. I pray for property. I pray for at least 40, 80, 120 acres, maybe even a quarter section. Open those doors that no man can close in Jesus' name. I pray for a big man pickup truck with Christian symbols on it. Amen. And people go like, well, that's a cool. Oh, you're a Christian. Oh. And God, that they'll give glory to Jesus. That it'll work for you. I pray, Father God, let him be successful economically. More to give, more to help. Even having a home big enough where a family can come and stay. Or, God, kids that are are having problems can come temporarily and get better in the name of Jesus. Let the fire, the fuego, come out of his lips in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a hand in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. How many here love Jesus? Amen. How many are glad you live in Texas? I'm sorry, I talk kind of fast. I'm from Minnesota. If you don't talk fast, you're free to death. I love Texas. I, I drive in text at the same time. It's when say, you shouldn't do that. I said, yes, I can. I'm from Texas. Okay, keep going here. And the Lord answered his prayer. Okay. <laughs> he said, well, already, I'm a Christian. I know that. I know. But some of you haven't even been hardly praying. And you wonder why God doesn't help you. How many here have asked God to make you at least a millionaire? At least. Raise your hand. Seven of you. That's why you're not millionaires In. Well, why would I want to be one? If you have to ask the question, you shouldn't be one. If you don't know why, you like that shake? If you don't know why you should be a millionaire, then don't be one. How many here want to help people? I can't hear you. How many seriously want to help people? The number one cause of death in the world, other than not breathing. Bad water. A problem that's already been fixed. All they need is the technology's already there. They just need the resources to put the places, the things in place, so they can have healthy water. I've actually heard of comedians making fun of California because of the drought. Can you believe that? Comedians making fun of California because of the drought. It's called dry humor. California doesn't have a water problem. California has the ocean. Israel, 60% of the water comes from the ocean. All you have to do is bring it in. They have an EPA problem. We won't go there. But the point is, God has solutions. and He wants to bless you to be a blessing. So write this down in your notes. Are you taking notes? I want to be a blessing. I want to be blessed so I can be a blessing. God has a great strategy and a great plan for you. Amen. But if you don't ask him, he doesn't have to give it to you. We have not because we ask not. We are asking God for 10,000 acres to feed 100,000 children. I'm not talking about 10,000 acres in West Texas where they have three cows on it. I'm talking about 10,000 acres that can produce food so one day I don't have to travel asking money for food because we raise our own feed to, food to feed 100,000 kids. That can happen. How many can say amen? But you know what? We have not because we... What are you asking God for? You know what? He can say no. How many parents here have ever said no to your children? Dad, you're rich. I want. Can't afford it. No, you can't. No way. How many moms are not offended to say no? No. God says no. But he would sometimes say yes if you had the audacity and the faith, say faith, to ask him, like First Chronicles 4.10, expand my land, and God did. How many can say hallelujah? You don't like your job? You picked it. (laughs) Don't get mad at God. You chose it. Ask him for a, say it, a better one. How many can say hallelujah? If you work a job you like, you never have to work. How many here want the church to grow? Say amen. Have you asked him lately? God, I want this church to grow. I want people to find Jesus. Amen. We have not because we ask not. Why not ask? God is not offended if you ask for a lot. He doesn't even get stressed. How many can say hallelujah? So why not ask? I told the first service. I asked God one day that I want to build a farm that is so sharp and successful, colleges will come and learn. Now at the time, the farmer we had did not have the education to do that. He eventually left. Not good terms hired another guy the next day, he's an engineer, and the guy is sharp. And within six months, he was able to talk to someone, and we became one of only five farms in Honduras to raise lobster. So we're in the top five already. Last two months ago, a community college, technical school, came and said, we we teach agriculture, we have one cow, one goat, and, and one fish. We need a place to practice. Free labor. How many can say hallelujah? Come on and help out. It was an answer to two prayers at once. I can't hear you. God says, I want to hear your prayers, but I don't want to offend him. I don't want to bother him. He's okay being bothered. Some people are pastors. The rest of us are pastors. Pastor God. How many here have prayed the same prayer more than once? God is okay with that. How many can say amen? Right? All right. We're going to stop and pray for someone. I'm going to pray for that young man there almost hiding. So he looks short, but he's not. Stand up. You're his mom. Okay. This is this one back here. Sorry. Let's pray for him. You all stretch forth your hands. Let's pray for this young man. Here we go. Amen. Number one, I pray you won't be bored in church. ha, ha, ha. How long is it going to last? Any good-looking girls here? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. All right. So, i like to see him, and you're the, I thought you're the brother, i like to see him one day play an instrument. It's a lot more fun to come to church when you get to play an instrument. I also pray, Father God, for this young man to be helpful and obedient, saying to his father early Saturday morning, at least by 10, what can I do for you? And help. How many of believe he can be educated? Amen. You're going to college. That's the way it is. Sorry about that. He's not going to slough. He's going to keep his room absolutely clean. Or he's going to fast. Isn't that exciting? Just clean your room? No. Go clean it, or you don't get to eat. It saves you money. You put it toward his college education. Nope, it's not clean enough. Because one day you're going to get married, amen, to a girl. Thank you, Jesus. And women don't like sloppy guys. There's your undies. Pick them up. They're going to marry you? Perfect. In fact, you might pick up her clothes, amen. So let them be diligent, helpful, and let them laugh at my jokes. Give him a hand. Amen. And he needs a passport to go on a missions trip. He is more than ready. It's going to radicalize his life. and He can bring a couple of friends with him. Give the Lord a hand for that young man right there. Oh, and don't lie either. Don't lie. You're not good at it. He never could be a politician. He's not good at lying. There's actually a famous hymn about one of the politicians. On a hillary far away. Stood in all Jesus loves you. Another guy running for president, his name's in the Bible. Blow the Trump in Zion. And the trump will sound, whatever. I'd rather take a cruise. But anyway, so um, it's too late. Um next no, case And the babies jostled. How many parents here have at least two children? And how many have ever seen your children have a disagreement? How many have seen them have lots of disagreements? How many listen to them fight about the dumbest things, and they're in their 30s? It doesn't change. They fight about stuff. They argue. How many have seen them be a 10-year gap, and they still jostle with each other? Right? Just a little bit. Wherever two or three are gathered together, there's a problem. Just go to church sometime. How many love your neighbor, but you don't always like them? Ever have somebody come to church and you have to put on the full armor of God? They're back! Put on the full armor of God! Right? So write this down. In the family, there's going to be conflict. There's no way around it. My wife is my bestest friend ever. She is awesome. Um, I'm always in a hurry. She's the exact opposite. She's never in a hurry. She's, in, she's never in a hurry. Time, doesn't matter what time it is. She's going to get there when she gets there. Try so I encourage her. I try to, you can't go back in your room. I'm going to find you if you're late. Nothing works. She's, okay. God is awesome. You know, he's not on a timetable. He's Alpha and Omega. I know, but we are. And, um. I'm always in a hurry. I don't have a lot of patience. My wife's a doctor. She has a lot of patience. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And so there's, there's, there's conflict sometimes. Conflict isn't always bad. You have to have conflict with your muscles to get bigger muscles. In the church, right, take a deep breath, there's going to be a little conflict once in a while. Don't quit because it's hard. I can't hear you. How many ever disagree with yourself? Minnesota's pretty you have a zoo in Texas? We have a famous one in Minnesota. We brought in a, a polar bear from the North Pole and, and a polar bear from the South Pole had a baby. It was bipolar. And um, I'm a schizophrenic and so am I. But anyways, <laughs> I disagree with myself sometimes. We gotta learn. To love each other. We've got to learn to agree to disagree and not be disagreeable. I can't hear you. There's going to be some jostling. Even in theology. If you love Jesus and I love Jesus, that's good enough. You'll see our PowerPoint in a minute. We have a baptismal tank. The baptismal tank is 70 feet long and 40 feet wide. Many different groups come from different doctrines. We let people either get sprinkled, dunked, or water-slided. You can pick your method. We're not going to argue about that. There's some things you need to argue about, and there's some things you ought not to argue about. Can't hear you. Does that make sense? But jostling isn't a bad thing. Sometimes in the spirit you got to do a little sword fighting. Sometimes you have to disagree once in a while just to find out what you really believe. Just because you disagree with something doesn't mean you quit. Can't hear you. Amen? You might not even like all my jokes. Can you believe that? Who said amen? Who said that? Ouch! Wow! Thank you for speaking up. She's an archaeologist. She just dug me. That's got to hurt. I've actually had people say to me, um, are you trying to be funny? Well, I, I go on a mission trip at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. Next year, always twice a month. And I learned one thing you have to have a sense of humor. I can't hear you. Because you might meet a cannibal and they won't eat you because you taste funny. I met a cannibal last week, he gave me the cold shoulder. But anyways, um when you come to church, leave your offense somewhere else. Can't hear you. Don't be so easily offended. Psalm one nineteen says, They that love thy law are not easily offended. Choose not to get offended. Can't hear you. Because it ruins the church. God wants this church doubled, tripled. But if people don't learn how to jostle and still love each other, it will never happen. Is that true? Amen? All right. Time to pray for someone. Let's, how about we get a uh, a younger person? How about uh, uh, well, you? How old are you? Yeah. She's younger. Okay. Stand up right here. I thought she was a teenager. I'm glad I asked the question. Good. Have some family members stand by her? Let's pray, Let's pray for her. Stand family members, you related to her? Not embarrassed are you? Yeah. Let's pray for her. I have a new recruit for the kids program. It could be you. She can teach, inspire. She loves people. She's joyful, amen? Doesn't like being around really negative, grumpy people that are controlling. <laughs> She's called to give freedom. She almost wanted to dance the way shake was, but she fought it off. Amen? So Let her be mighty in the kingdom. I prefer to be debt-free. More to give, more to love people, more to help others in Jesus' name. There's a fire in her heart that no smoky bears put out that forest fire in Jesus' name. That'll bring many, especially younger people to Christ. Thank you, Father, that you've given her heart to love those who people ignore. She knows how to make people feel loved and special in the name of Jesus. That'll rise up and rescue children in Jesus' name from the clutches of Satan. What do you think about that one? Will that work? Give her a hand. Amen. Okay, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I love you. Come on, put a little southern to it say, Look at another neighbor say, Neighbor, I love you. All, all. I'm going to teach you real quick. We don't have a lot of time. But in Spanish, when you say, I love you, you say, So let's practice, you say, Te amo mi amor. And if you're French, you say, Repeat after me. Je t'aime ma fleur. It's good. Okay? If you're Italiano, ti amo mi amore. You're doing pretty good, man. You're pretty romantic. If you're German, Ich liebe dich. That'll kill the moment. And if you're Arabic, you say, silence, I kill you. Sorry, I didn't. I almost got arrested at the airport last week. My friend Jack walked by and said, hi, Jack. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. And she said, why? Say why. Why is this happening to me? How many have ever had a bad day? How many have had a bad week? How many have had a bad life? Okay. <laughs> One lady. <laughs> came to the right church. Um, it's a good church here. Why is this happening to me? Sometimes God doesn't even answer you. And Habakkuk 1, seven questions Habakkuk asked God, why, 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 why? Never responded. said, so just write the vision, get it down, get it plain. Never even answered his questions. However, this time he did. Why has this happened to me? Why are these two children fighting? How many moms have ever asked that question? What did I do to deserve both of you two or three or five or ten? <laughs> why are you fighting? Why, 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 why? You know that struggling can make you stronger. Struggling helps you eventually learn how to forgive. Amen. It's preparation for marriage. How many here have ever done something wrong in marriage and had to ask for forgiveness? I'm so sorry. Would you forgive me? I'm a loser. One guy told me, you're so special. I said, I know my middle name is Ed. Special ad. <laughs> my wife said, when I do something wrong, I have to say I'm sorry in three languages and, and, and give her a $50 shopping cart. <laughs> Words are cheap. I want cash. <laughs> Just ask Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Just cheap. Okay, thanks for sharing. Um, but there's a wrestling sometimes, even in relationships. Why is this happening? But write this down. God has a destiny even in your tribulation. God has a destiny. Everything you go through, there's a purpose and a reason. How many can say amen? All things do work together for good to those who love God called according to his purpose. My wife and I, not together or against each other, but I've had more problems, and we've had a lot of them, in the last six months than any other time in our ministry. But it's made us pray more, and we've seen more people find Jesus as Savior, than any other time in my 35-year history ministry. But it makes us pray together because we need God more than ever before. How many can say amen? Conflict isn't always the worst thing. I can't hear you. When there's jostling, it's not always a bad thing. Don't run from conflict. Write this down. Resolve, if possible, the conflict. I can't hear you. The longer you go to church... The more you're going to get offended by somebody. Learn to say, look, we can walk this out. Some of my closest friends, we've had conflicts because the devil, write down devil, comes from division. Divide. Devil. He loves division. He loves to separate people. He loves that. you got to know that going into it. You have two people that love each other. Love, love, love. But there can be a division But when you come back together, you can be stronger than ever before. How many can say amen? Amen. All right. Let's pray for uh, this little guy with the beard right here. Stand up. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess he's bigger than I thought. Now, if I could pick anybody to be my bodyguard in Honduras or Africa, I'd pick him. Go ahead and shoot. I'm protected by God. And he's a big guy physically, but you know what he's really big at? A big heart. He has a lot of compassion. No doubt there's tears that come in your eyes. No doubt when you feel the pain of your family. And he's big and tough and he can handle problems. You know what? He cares for people. Caring for people, I hate to say this, has got you in trouble. Caring for people has made you go, I shouldn't have helped that person. It turned on me. It backfired. I needed that money. That person was evil and I tried to help him out. But you know what? You can't go wrong by being merciful and loving. Eventually, God comes through eventually the blessings come in Jesus' name. He is compassionate, but the devil has gone after him. It's a miracle. You're even alive. The devil wanted you dead. And you survived it. And you're here today to love God and serve God and be a blessing to the church, the pastor, his family in Jesus' name. Now, is that one of your kids next to you? Yeah. you, you He's going to take you, and you're going to do something fun, anything you want. Under $250, okay, right? Not going to Hawaii next week, okay? Under 250, okay? Could be a Cowboys football game, you know? Uh, Either do I. Um, Go root against them then. Okay, but your dad's going to take you on a a dad, son, awesome time. Make a memory. Your son will never forget it. Let's give dad and son a hand. Amen. All right. Oh, man, I got to Oh, my. What? Wow. Okay, I got to go real quick. Um, It says this, there are two nations in the womb. Write down Psalm 2.8. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Ask him. Your kids have nation destiny. How many can say amen? If you come to our orphanage and you ask our kids in our orphanage, what do you want to be when you grow up? Anybody want to guess the most common three occupations? Doctor, very good. No. Lawyer, very good. Engineer. I wish they'd be missionaries. Engineer. They're not thinking little; they're thinking big, because they're a staminite. <laughs> See, we have true, we have tribe, we have a tribe. People say, "I want to adopt your kids." I went, "I don't want you to. I want them to stay in that country and change the nation. Your children." have a destiny, how many can say amen, to be, write this down, a nation shaker. Now, some of you might be thinking, I don't have kids, or my kids are growing up. you got grandkids, and you got other people's kids you can adopt into your family. Greg, you've done a great job at that. Taking other people, don't have parents, inviting them into your home, and discipling them. How many want to make a difference? Say amen. Make a difference in the life of a child. A Jewish proverb goes like this. He who helps a child, changes the world. While your head shut your eyes. I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to meet Jesus? This is very important. Please pay attention. God doesn't want anybody here to go to hell. He wants everybody to go to heaven. What does it profit a man if we gain the world and lose our soul? Nothing. You need Jesus. You need forgiveness. Christ is here. His grace is here. We sang about it. But you still have to make a decision for Jesus. You can raise your hand on the count of three and give your heart to Jesus. He raised two hands. You can raise one and call on his name, and you can be saved. A hundred years from now, you'll be glad you did. Are you ready to give your life to Jesus? If you are, we're all praying that you will. Raise your hand on the count of three. Are you ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand to give your life to Jesus. Raise up as high as you can. I can see some hands. They're not very high. Straight up in the air as high as you can. Come on, kids. You're taller than that. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Pastor, you can look. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Wonderful people. Take both hands, put it on your heart. Everybody, put your hands on your heart. Let's all pray. Everybody say, Jesus, save me. Forgive me. Come in my heart. Wash away my sins. I believe in Jesus. Jesus is Lord. I repent and turn to God. Jesus rose from the dead, and I will follow him every day for the rest of my life. Can you give those 15 people a hand for giving their heart to Jesus? Hallelujah. As we say in Honduras, bienvenidos al reino de Dios. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Many of those watching this first learned about and now follow IMI and the City of Refuge on small tablet screens. Technology has made the world smaller and seemingly more accessible. Yet this access too often breeds apathy, apathy born of an illusion that we somehow understand that which cannot be understood unless we are there. Perhaps this is one of the reasons why Jesus told his disciples to go. I don't even know what to say. This is
0: one of the toughest things I've ever seen. I can't believe that there are people that are living out here among trash, among chemicals, among vultures or whatever they're burning These children, nobody deserves to live like this especially like these babies For me to know that these precious little kids it makes me want to cry I mean that these precious little gifts mm-hmm. live here you know and that this is where they get everything that sustains them it's, it's here
1: why does it make you cry
0: it's just so unfilled oh, mark it's just so it's not what God had designed it's not God's plan for them to have to live here for them to have to get everything that they get mm-hmm. for life from this and I love Tom's dream. that he can build apartments for these people so that they don't ever have to come back here. Because nobody should ever have to come back here, ever. There's
1: a blessing about the city of Athens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Prepared to hear. <laughs> I just feel so bad for them. here. Mark, you've been to Honduras before. How has this part of the journey impacted you? Um, Every one of these trips is... <sighs> Duh. Our
0: ability to be a king in the world, to, to share this, but there's nothing that
1: really prepares you for this level of existence. What is the most impacting thing about coming to this place?
0: Yeah. After they already get some. little things. Underwear. Right.
1: If, if people in America were skeptical about IMI, feeding people and helping people, what would you tell them? <laughs> Come on one of these trips? Yeah. yeah. Come here. Yeah. Experience this for yourself. I mean, breathe this. Yeah. Yep. Because you can't, what we can't do in the video, Ryan, is we can't, um, we can't bring the smell, we can't bring the flies, and we can't breathe in the air. And our goal is to help people come out of this place. What's the difference between here, the garbage dumps, and the IMI City of Effie? The refuge is it's like America. Go ahead and cut that. Go ahead and put the PowerPoint on. People wonder, you know, why do you show people crying? Well, when you go there and you find out that the death rate of those children is 80%, any Christian would have tears in their eyes because of how bad it is in that area. So, what we've done, we've set up places across the world to make the world a better place. So, we're going to walk through this real quick our PowerPoint. Currently, IMI, in a variety of ways, we don't have time to go over it is in 55 nations doing a variety of things. Next. One of the big things we do that's unique is agriculture. Next. And so we have our first farm we started was in Uganda. We have banana trees, orange trees. Next. Pigs and cows. Next. And corn and eucalyptus. It's a 100-acre farm. Next. Then in Liberia, we have uh, 13 churches where pastors from. uh, As a kid, you lived there for a while. And we have uh, nine acres of rubber trees. So we're helping the country bounce back. Next. We have 30 cows in Honduras, and so we raise all our own milk. That saves us $1,400 a month. Next. Our cattle barn is so nice, we call it a condo. Next. And next. We have also a tractor barn. Next. We have 11,000 guavas in our orchard. Next. We have 13 different types of uh, citrus fruits. Next. On our farm in Honduras. Next. And we have 600 hens. We no longer have to buy eggs. We are buying... A hundred a day. Now we sell three hundred a day. Next, Amen. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. We have thirty-three hundred fruit trees. We plant one hundred fruit trees every single month. We're getting ready to plant a thousand mango trees. We already have five hundred. Uh, the problem with mango trees is they grow tall. And the fruit is heavy, and if they fall on you, you could get mangled. Next, we have forty pigs right now. We, have, we had last ten months ago. We had three pigs. We now have forty. We've eaten ten. They're cute. We name everyone uh, ham, bacon, and sausage. And um, and our goal is to have a 1,000 pigs. No, 1,000. So- okay. We're raising rabbits. They multiply quickly, and they're cute and tasty. Next. Um, we have a lobster pond. Next. Like I said before, one are in the top five in the nation. Next. We have 7,000 tilapia. We no longer have to buy fish. We pull out 100 a week plus. Next. Uh, we also have free-range chickens, turkeys, and ducks. Next. In these chicken barns, we just bought 300 chicks. There's room for 1,200. We no longer, in three months, have to buy chickens to eat. Next. Uh, we have pig barns. We have eight pig barns. Mama's got a new place to live. Next. We have a goat barn. We have six, me, 80 sheep and goats. It's not a bad idea. And the milk is yummy. Here's our wand deer tractor. It's, it's wand deerful. Next. Education is important. Next. School in Uganda. Next. And we have a school in Bangladesh. Next. Next. Two schools in Liberia, next, and next, and our school in Honduras has 160 students, next. Overall in the world, we sponsor 500 kids to go to Christian school, next, and art classes, of course, next. We have orphanages, next, in Liberia, 36 children, one in India, 75 kids, next, and next, and we have the one in Honduras, Guess who we'll pick the colors in the girls' orphanage, next. We put in two laundry rooms, that's the little one, next. This last year, our boys' dorms are being totally remodeled. Next. This is the baby's orphanage. We totally remodeled that last year. It's brand new. Next. Digging wells. We have dug 32 water wells in eight countries, getting ready for water well number 33. Next. And next. Feeding the poor. We feed dozens of kids. Next. In Uganda. Next. Hundreds of kids in Guatemala and thousands of children in the Philippines, plus other countries. Next. Next. We want to be self-sufficient. So in Honduras, we have our own restaurant, grocery store, next, bakery, and hardware store, next. That helps people have jobs, too. We have our own dining room kitchen, next, and we have a carpentry shop, full-time carpenter making furniture. He also teaches our boys how to make furniture, next. We have our own kitchen, and we just built a huge pantry. It's almost done, next. Uh, This multi-purpose building has five rooms, next. One is a rec center. Kids rec games, but no longer in the rec center. We have a wrestling mat, one of only probably 10 in the nation. the boys don't behave, I body slam them. Next. Uh, We remodeled the boys' bathrooms, and they needed it. Next. Uh, This church built that building. Next. Uh, This is a workout gym. It's only about one-third of it right there. Our kids are getting pumped up. Next. Full-size gym. We have our own security walls that are 10 feet high, so if you go on a mission trip, it's safe. With razor wire. Next. And our guards have angels named Smith and Wesson. Next. This is where our, we're starting a Bible camp in November. This is where the leaders are going to stay. We'll have, by the, November, we'll have the nicest Bible camp in the nation of Honduras in six months. We're excited about that. Next. I got saved in a camp. This is our multi-purpose field. It was a mountain. It'll be a football field, a soccer football field, and a baseball field. Next. This is our clinic. Very important. There's 20,000 people no doctors. We have the only doctor in the area working for us. Next. This is also our soccer field. We use it for evangelism. Next. This is our little soccer stadium. I can put eight people on a team. We bring groups in to play and tell them about Jesus. First game, Honduras 2, America 1. But guess who scored the first goal in the very first game? My wife. Next. Here's a volleyball court. All we need is the net. Next. We put it in last year. We also built a chapel last year for revival meetings and for the Bible camp. Next. This is a duplex. Very important building. Um, The death rate is 80% of the children in the garbage dumps. We are building apartments to pull the families out. This month, we're putting in the tile. Two families will be blessed. Next. This is our hotel. We've taken 2,000 people on mission trips. It's nicer than Best Western Holiday Inn. We just don't leave the lights on. Next. Next. This is that baptismal tank, and um, what we do, this is so cool, we invite any orphanage in the nation to come for a day of play, because these kids have never been swimming, it's hot every day, and they go and have a vacation, we buy them treats and toys, and they love it, they feel the love of Jesus, amen. Next, there's a gazebo right next to that, where they have their snacks, next, this is what our place looked like in 2010, I've been going here for many years, but here's what it looks like today. Can you see the difference? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, this is Soul, beaten by her mom so bad that they gave us custody of her. She had black and blue marks all over her body. Next. This little girl, Lixi. her mom burned her so bad intentionally, she, had, she couldn't even sit up, move her arms. She was so in much pain. But next, now at age four in the pink, her twin sister in the pink, she's in K-4 they're happy children. These are our little babies, our youngest ones. Amen. Next. This is Tomas. His last name is Stammen. I'm not sure we got his name. But uh, anyway, he's smart, like his mother. This is Adriana, finally. She's our oldest. She's um, now 21. We got her when she was 10. Her mom's a prostitute. So is her grandma, was, and her sisters are. But she's number th- three-year medical student. She'll be our first medical doctor to come out of the orphanage. Amen. Pastor's going to come take up the offering. Um, this is your opportunity to be able to help feed five to 10,000 kids. We provide 100 jobs worldwide, full-time jobs, and 500 kids in Christian school. Please give the best you can. Our kids for sure could use your help. Amen. Thank you, Pastor.
0: Thank you. Can I have six people right quick? slip up here. The church is supported by what comes in the mail and on the website and in the boxes at the back of the room. There's always opportunities to give here. But we do pass a plate for special things like this. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask you to speak to our hearts what to give towards this noble endeavor in Jesus' name. Multiply these gifts, use them for your purposes, and bless those who give.